You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. All right, the Thursday edition of Life Happens. Uh, we touch base on everything uh, labor-related. We have our labor expert in studio. Well, not in studio, but he's in studio in spirit. But he's on the phone with us, Mike Bagram, who is a labor law expert. As we do all things that are related to your labor issues, you, you can start dialing in now on 0891-104-207, or you can send the WhatsApp notes on 0614-104-107. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I find the questions amazing, so well done. We'll kick it off with Ishmael, who has sent in um, a request to try and sort out his matter. Ishmael, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, ma'am. So, and good afternoon to Mr. Mike. Hi, Ishmael. Thank you for phoning in. Ishmael, it's my pleasure. Yes. Ishmael, do you want to go ahead and explain what your problem is? Sure, I will go ahead. Mike? My name is Ismail. I am actually from Durban, and I'm a senior citizen. I am employed at a company as a representative. I've been employed there since 2009. At the time, I was offered a basic salary of 2,000 rand with commission. But for the last 11 years, there was no increase that was given to me, and I have been to the director to request but the director told me, as a rep, I don't qualify for an increment. The reason being, annually they put up the prices and automatically that becomes my increment. Literally, that sounds correct. But unfortunately, the directors were putting the prices up so high with the results when you call on a client and the client refuses to buy at the price. I contact the company and the company tells me to give me the give the customer the old price. With the result I, I lose out on my increment. Hmm. What can I do? My Thank you, Ishmael. Um happy to respond. Um look, first and foremost, in South Africa, as from last year, we are all entitled to a minimum wage. It's under the national minimum wage legislation. It's been passed, and it's a minimum at the moment. I think it's 21 rand and something per hour um, that you're entitled to. If you're working a full day, then you can't get less than it's approximately four and a half thousand rand a month um, as as a job. So already they're breaching the legislation by not giving you a minimum wage. In fact, you're less than half of the minimum wage. If they try and argue that your commission has to come in, they then you then have to show uh, them that you're not getting at least that minimum wage, even if you sell nothing. If you sell nothing, you must get at least the minimum wage. And the other thing you can do is you can then compare yourself to the others, and it would be an unfair labor practice if others are getting paid more than you and getting better commission or whatever it is. If they're getting a better deal than you're getting, then that becomes an unfair labor practice, and you can report that to the CCMA, which is the Commission for Conciliation, Mediation, and Arbitration. You fill in a form, an LRA 711 application. So I, I would do that. I mean, it sounds like you've been there a few years and they haven't given you any increase. It just sounds terrible. Can I ask a question, so I hope Mike? that helps you. Mike, yeah. d- does it matter what type of an agreement he's entered into? It doesn't. You can't. You can't enter into an agreement below the minimum wage. That you can't do. 
So, Ishmael, what, what kind of a contract do you have with them? I just have a very simple contract with a basic salary and a commission. But what I know, and even I've been, by the way, Mike, I've been to the CCMA. And they all threw me out. Hmm. They say, you know, okay, I'm, as I told you, I'm not, I don't know the laws of the labor employment. I didn't know that you must file a claim within three years or whatever the case may be. I went up to them after, I went about in 2018. They're saying, you know, it's too late, I can't file a claim. How and does, you can I mean, because I'm you, you citizen. i tell you what Sorry, the problem no. is. With the CCMA, you, can't, you have to report something within 30 days, except yours is an ongoing dispute. So if you look at it carefully, what you do is when you fill in the LRA 711 application, I'm an old hand at this, unfortunately. I've been doing it for the last 30 years. You then fill in the date within the 30 days. In other words, you don't say this has been going on for three years or four years or whatever, because then they're going to say you're out of time. But if you say this has been going on for one month, then you in time, and then they have to, the commissioner is then seized with the dispute, which is now a month old, but at the same time, the commissioner then has the jurisdiction to give you back pay for all those months where you got less than the minimum wage. Hang on, Mike, so, just just repeat that. So he, he on the form says this has been happening for the last that, 30 that days. This is, this is, this happened to me 20 days ago. Okay, and the then... Last pay, the last pay slip. And then how does he then get back paid again, did you say? Well, then, the, then when you're in the dispute, then yeah. the commissioner has the authority to give you back pay up to three years. Okay, so it's not quite deceitful when he says 30 days or 20 days. No, no, it's not, it's not deceitful because it's true. His last paycheck was below the minimum gotcha. wage. Okay, really? I think then, um, Ishmael, it's, it's semantic. So it's just the manner in which how you fill in those forms. But uh, does, uh, does your commission, uh, sorry, Mike, my apologies, does your commission... Can you take it as your salary? No. So you've got a case, Ishmael. What he's saying is that on the form, just say that this has happened in the last 30 days. In the last 30 days. And then when when you... Yes? I know I'm taking a lot of time, but can I have Mike's personal number that I can contact? I can even send the documents that I had to the CCMA, and they refused to listen to you. I will give you my email address. Ismail, please, I appreciate that. I- Ismail, yeah. it's, yes, it's, it, you're, you're not far off from many people, but, you, you know, because I think it's going to be important to help others as well. Where you yes, could have yes. go- Where you could have gone wrong is to say that your case was X number of years old. So when you go back to the form, we understand that it wasn't received well. When you go back to the form, all you need to do now, different, is to say that this happened in the last twenty or thirty days. The last pay, the last pay time. Okay, and then it will then then they will take your case in. Do you understand what we're saying? So okay, okay, all right. I am not that familiar as I told you. There are many like me who don't even know the laws of the CCMA. Yes, yes. I so, mean, I didn't know you must file within 30 days or three months. It's okay, but you can That's resubmit your form. You can resubmit and apply and, and, and go back to the CCMA again. Okay. Uh, if you can let me have uh, Mike's email address. Sure. I, don't, I know there are a lot of people waiting on the no line. No problem. No, we've got plenty uh, of time for you. No problem, Ishmael. What, but I, I think that where you went wrong is how you then stated the correct. length of your, your, your problem was for. I mean, that is a, an honest mistake. I wouldn't have known that myself. Yes, Ismail, we'll give definitely. you the, the details. Okay.
Okay. Thanks very much for, for calling in. Mike, please just um, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with Colin who's calling us from Cape Town. I really appreciate the time you've given us, Ishmael. Thank you and all the best. We'll give you the email just now. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Thank you so much for staying with us. Mike Bagram is a labor law expert and uh, we're taking all your questions all labor related. 891 I've got a voice note that's coming through for you, Mike. Okay. Afternoon, sir. I need to ask, is it allowed in law for a company to randomly put people in a polygraphy test when they failed they relieve them of their duty, hire new people, just like that. Is it allowed and what the recourse must want to if it's not allowed? Very interesting question, Mike. That is an interesting question and it's, it's actually bothered a lot of people. Polygraph, first of all, is not absolute proof mm-hmm. for either an arbitration at the CCMA or bargaining council or the Labour Court. They don't accept the outcome of a polygraph as being absolute truth. Mm-hmm. So just just to put the the listener's mind at ease. But now you can't force anyone to take a polygraph. And in fact, a lot of our labor court judgments have said that you can't just randomly go on a fishing expedition and just randomly call in 10, 20 people and say, we're giving you a polygraph. That doesn't work like that. They have to have a suspicion that you've done something wrong. So, for instance, the petty cash is missing. They would then have a suspicion that these are the people seen on the camera in the room where the petty cash was when it was last seen, and we've got these four people. They would then have a direct suspicion of those four people, and then they can't just say to them, you're forced to take a polygraph. First of all, a lot of companies and employers have a polygraph test in the letter of appointment or the contract of employment, where people have agreed up front to have polygraphs when there is a direct suspicion, or they can then approach you and ask you, please, are you willing to do that so you can absolve yourself of any suspicion that we might have? And even then, even if you did put in the contract that you're willing to take the polygraph, you can at that point say, no, uh, we, I don't want to. And no polygraph uh, registered practitioner, polygraphist, will take anyone in if they're reluctant to have the polygraph test. So, so then what, what immediately happens... Immediately they... Sorry? What happens then, Mike, if you have said no and uh, they just dismiss you? Are they allowed to dismiss you? No, 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 certainly not. And even if you say yes and you fail the polygraph, they can't dismiss you just on that. So what's either. his recourse? His recourse is to go to the CCMA and challenge it. Mm. Um, if you're a member of a union, to get the union to fight that beforehand, mm-hmm. um, which they do on a regular basis. Unions don't don't accept polygraphs at all. Mm-hmm. Or he can go to a private labor practitioner. Okay, so he definitely has got recourse. Colin, you're calling us from Cape Town. Hi. Hi, 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 hi. Today. We well. Thanks for for your patience, Colin. Go ahead. And good afternoon, Mike. Hi. Michael. Good afternoon. Um, okay. I'm, I'm using myself, Michael, as an example, uh, as an employee. Uh, a contract signed by a company and myself that I commence start work on the 1st of August, working from home. I'll be supplied with the necessary equipment the company requires me to have, like computers and access to 
to the company, but working from home. My first month's salary will be at the end of August. So far, nothing has happened. The contract has been signed by the employer and the employee. I'm talking on behalf of somebody else. Right. Now, nothing has happened. No salary was paid in. No computers and so on and so on was fitted out for the employee, which was promised in the contract. So where does one go to now? Does that contract okay, stand? Or what? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, in employment law, first of all, an applicant for a job has rights. And a person who has been offered a contract, in other words, it appears that there is some sort of agreement, even if the contract hasn't been signed, it still stands because an oral agreement to employ someone is valid. So that person then has an absolute right um, to actually access their salary for the month of August. And the way to do that, again, is to first of all send a letter to the company saying what's going on or an email or WhatsApp. Now, what's going on? You haven't got my equipment. I haven't got my payment for the month of August. We have an agreement that I would be employed on X date with a certain amount of payment of salary. I presume they agreed on what the salary would be. And if that's the case, and they still don't come to the party, then you have to take them either to a bargaining council, find out where the business actually trades, and if they fall under a bargaining council, or again to the CCMA for that, because that could be deemed to be either an unfair labor practice or even an unfair dismissal um, if they don't come back to the person. They've effectively dismissed that person. So you do have a claim, and the claim might be greater than just the month of August. Yeah, because, uh, Michael, if I can say, the, the salary stipulated per month, um, the unemployment, everything, how much for unemployment, and some other other payments, you know what I mean? Well, then there's so definitely take, an employment relationship. Yeah. So everything is stipulated in the contract, but as I say, I'm speaking uh, on behalf of somebody, you know? Yeah. Now tell them they've got a claim. They mustn't just sit back and wait forever. Colin, are you still there? The company. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very, very much, okay. Michael. The pleasure. Okay, you keep you. well. Bye. Mike, thank you so much for that. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to ask you a quick one. Uh, how are we sitting with UIF at the moment, some of the claims and, and inquiries you've been getting? Well, it's been absolute awful period. As you know, when we last spoke, mm. it, it was bad. It's gone from bad to worse. Sure. As you know, also the minister suspended the whole top management team. Yes. Uh, so the minister moved very swiftly and quickly to get rid of the management team, put them on suspension. Mm. He's appointed an acting commissioner who seems to be like a breath of fresh air. Okay. Uh, acting commissioner Bronkhorst is now there. Um, and is answering all my letters. But from what I understand is that yesterday it seemed to have been shut down again. Oh, yeah. uh, everyone's complaining and shouting about it. And obviously uh, people know, um, have been claiming that the minister did extend it to the 15th of September mm. uh, for claims to be paid up until the 15th of September. So please go ahead. You have until the 15th of October in which to put in the claims. So... Uh, Companies that are listening and your people are not getting their full salary for COVID reasons or for shutdown reasons, please claim on their behalf and make sure they get their money. It's going to take months, but at least claim. Put the claim in. Don't miss the 15th of October shutdown date.
Fantastic. Thank you so much, Michael. Really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Absolute pleasure. Keep up your good work. Thank you, Mike Bakram, labor law expert. Thank you very much for that. And we'll try and connect with him again next week. One thirty. let's go to Uzi Lusaku for the latest in headlines.